All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Oilers Nation After Dark. Connor Halley with you. I've got Gavin, the intern, and Liam set to join me in a couple minutes here. Before we get to that, of course, we will get to the good, the bad, the oily. The Oilers falling tonight 5-4 to the Detroit Red Wings in a shootout. There's lots of things to like about this game, some things to dislike about this game as well. We'll break it down throughout the next 30 to 40 minutes here on Oilers Nation After Dark. Of course, if you're on YouTube right now, make sure you hit that like button. Good to see you all in there. You and how you doing? We've got uh, Kyle, Xrod, Tyson, Austin, Pradinsky, Pradineski, Nelio. I don't see uh, Rusty yet, but I'm sure Rusty's going to tune in at some point on Facebook. Make sure you get into the chat as well. We love the feedback and love to hear your opinions on all that went on. Quincy, I see you there on Facebook. Uh, before we get to the good, the bad, the oily, brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance, we'll give you a quick rundown of what exactly happened as the Oilers lost this game, a game where they never had a lead. Uh, it was Dylan Larkin getting things going on the power play in the first. Thought it was some good puck move by the Red Wings, but a soft goal for Jack Campbell. Uh, that made it one nothing. Mo Sider would get his fourth goal of the season to make it 2 nothing. Another softy to flex off Philip Broberg, but a good lesson, as Don Cherry would say for the kids out there, pucks on net. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, no quit in their game tonight. Ryan Nugent Hopkins will get his 25th of the season, and it was a really great play by Zach Hyman to take a hit, make a play, get the puck to Connor McDavid, and then McDavid goes in. He finds Ryan Nugent Hopkins for a tap-in. The Oilers then trailed 2-1. to one. 
At that point, Robbie Fabry would score his sixth goal of the season to make it 3-1 for the Red Wings. Uh, once again, getting that two-goal cushion, another power play goal. Again, good puck moving on that one. The Red Wings do a good job of whipping it around on the power play. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, though, once again, would score again. His 26th of the season for McDavid and Bouchard. Uh, nice pass. And uh, for this one, you know, a big goal, right? Just keeping the Oilers in this game. Uh, that was the, the, the goal we're new to the tap in. At this point, uh, you know, one goal game, waiting to see what would happen. Jack Campbell would make a massive save on Sunkiss to keep them in the game. Uh, going into the third period, Ole Mata gets his fifth goal of the season to once again get that two-goal lead for the Red Wings. And it was just an absolute rocket off the face-off from Dylan Larkin. Ole Mata allowed to step into that one blast that passed Jack Campbell. But for the Hamilton Oilers, like we said, no quit in this game. They would get back into it. Leon Drysettle on the power play, his 31st goal of the season. A familiar Leon Drysettle goal. We all know where he's very uh, good at finishing from. Very, very good at finishing from. He buries it from that angle. And then Derek Ryan uh, would get his ninth goal of the season to even things up. Clem uh, Costin doing great work to, to set that whole thing up. Takes a shot probably about two feet wide, but Derek Ryan there with the deflection. And that would tie things up at four apiece. Overtime would solve nothing. We go to a shootout. And... Yeah, took five shooters, but eventually, and my sheet here is loaded with stuff, Puce Suter would get the the overtime, or sorry, shootout winner. Uh, Detroit wins 5-4. The Oilers never have a chance in this one, or never have a lead, and uh, a frustrating one, I'm sure. Uh, what's going on with the Oilers in three-on-three? I thought McDavid and Dry Settle were automatic. Has not been the case this year. But let's get into it. We'll bring in Gavin and Liam in a second here. We're going to do the good, the bad, the oily, brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code nation for an exclusive rate find out why cornerstone insurance brokers is ranked amongst the best in alberta also check them out on social media on twitter at cornerstone ins8 and instagram cornerstone yeg for this we bring in liam liam good evening how you doing hello connor it has been a while since i've been on this show i, I hit two of the first four i think and then the first time i've been back since then well, Good. yeah, yeah. Well, keep keep them waiting. Keep the people waiting for what they want. Now, I like that. Uh, I like that jersey behind you. I'm also a fan of the English national team, so I like seeing that. Yeah. Now, how many bananas tonight? Well, there was a few, but I got one extra right here. I came prepared with a banana tonight, and I think it's very necessary after what the Oilers just put us through for 65 plus minutes, however long the shootout takes. It's a stressful hockey game. But that's just Edmonton Oilers hockey, baby. They can just bring the entertainment even when they lose. So, yeah, it was something tonight. They probably should have won that game, but at least, hey, at least they got a point. It's got to come for something. They'll they'll take it, right? And it's uh, Eastern Conference opponent, so, you know, the two points don't hurt you. Uh, well, let's get into the good, the bad, the oily. And we start off with the good tonight and uh, never threw in the towel. So nice to see the Oilers fighting. Uh, as I mentioned in that recap, they were down 2-0. Uh, didn't quit down 3-1, down to 3-2, down 4-2, but they find a way to battle back and get that one point. So, I mean, on a night where they still lose in a shootout, it was good to see that they did not quit. 
Yeah, and they, to be fair to them, they probably dominated the majority of the game, right? It was the Oilers game. Even when they were losing, it felt like it was theirs to lose, and obviously they did lose. But yeah, just continuous attack over and over again, the resilience, which is what's helped this team get to the Western Conference Finals last season. And I think they showed it on the broadcast at 1.14 come from behind wins this year, which is just a credit to the character that this team does have in those games that they feel like they're never out of it. And quite frankly, with the players they have, they should never feel like they're out of a hockey game. So you would obviously like to see them. How do you word this? You would like to see them not have as many come from behind wins by them just winning games by going ahead. But also it's not... It's not a negative thing, too, I suppose. Yeah, 100%. I mean, a good character trait to have, but ideally, you know, you don't fall behind in the fashion that they did tonight. Yeah. All right, we'll get to the bad because uh, there, there is lots of bad people want to get to here. I can see it in the chat already. And I think we got to go with the penalty kill uh, tonight. I guess on the penalty kill, 0 for 2. Like I said in the recap, the Oilers or the Red Wings puck movement was good, uh, but a couple goals I, I'm sure you want back, especially that first one. And then, you know, to go back to Montreal, they were, uh, or the Canadians were 2 for 3 against the Oilers. So they've given up four goals in their last five penalty kill attempts. Just not good enough, and it, it's going to kill you. Yeah. And you know what? The penalty kill is weird, isn't it? Because when you just look at it directly on the paper, it's in the bottom half of the league, maybe even still at bottom five, whatever it is. But they did have that stretch there after the LA Kings game for however long that was that they really recouped it a little bit, got a bit of momentum. But like you said, the last couple of games haven't been great. So maybe they just need to reevaluate who's on the penalty kill, what style they're doing. And I mean, you look at the goals they allowed on the penalty kill tonight. I think the first one was solely on Jack Campbell. Like that was just bad. Like you can't allow somebody to score from from that angle when you're just clearly trying to cheat the pass like you've got to this is the nhl you've got to anticipate that someone might shoot the puck there and then what was the second one the second one i think was the one that went off broberg's skate right or maybe deflected off campbell either way that was probably just a good play by the detroit player to put it right in that area where it might deflect off somebody so tough nights on paper but i think the goals that went in were more I guess just heads up plays by Detroit too, rather than errors from the PK might be a good way to put it. Uh, on the Facebook chat here, uh, Quincy says, no Vinny, we don't winny. Yeah, yeah. That's a good line. And then uh, Mike says, yeah, why wasn't Vinny in the lineup? Should have been, should have benched Bouchard. Uh, Vincent Darnay out with an illness, non COVID illness. So that's why he wasn't being benched. He just wasn't in the lineup because physically was not good to go. All right, let's get to the oily here. And for the oily, we are going to bring in Gavin, the intern, because he's got some stats here to back it up. It's regulation or nothing for this team. Yeah, I know it really is. Uh, What is that now? So in our last seven games, we've gone to the extra frame in each one of those. We have not been able to pull out the victory. So it's been a tough one in the extra frame for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I mean, this was an area where they were so dominant, you know, in the last few years, actually, when McDavid and Drysaddle went out there, I feel like you could have thrown me out there with them and they'd find a way to get the win. Like, they're just so good. We kind of joked, hey, Carlson would look great on that three-on-three overtime, right? Playing with McDavid yeah. and Drysaddle. But, um, yeah, not not too great in the overtime periods. And then in shootout, uh, kind of just staying on par with that. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly, exactly. I think you said it right there. Eric Carlson on this team, whole man on three on three. I think we saw a little bit in the All-Star game. I even think Liam tweeted about it during the yeah. All-Star game that, uh, man, that would be fun to see Dry, McD, and uh, EK all on three on three together. 
Connor, can I ask you what are you, what are your thoughts on Eric Carlson? You, are we, I think this is the first show since the rumors began, right, on Carlson, or was it over the weekend too? They maybe sputtered around a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, I, th- I think it kind of would be since they really started gaining momentum. I know Gregor had put it out there today that there had been an offer thrown, and I'm sure Mike Greer and the Sharks are going to go back and forth. I, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of see both sides of it. Like, you know, just for me, it's like a video game, having Carlson and McDavid on the ice together and just the possibilities that could happen. You know, having a defenseman like Eric Carlson, the outlet passes, his ability to jump up in the rush. He's what, sixth in the league in scoring? Playing on a San Jose team where he doesn't have that much around him. I know Timo Meyer's been, you know, really good this year, but I, I, I love the idea of it. Obviously, if the factor in cost and how you're going to make it happen, but you know, if you get Eric Carlson on your team, I, I love the idea of it. And I know people will say he's not going to, you know, shut it down defensively and make it extremely hard on the, you know, opposing side. But if he's keeping it out of his own end you know, and keeping the puck in the offensive end and being a part of that, then then that's going to go a long way. Uh, what do you think, Liam? I'm kind of, I'm kind of split on it. I think it's a very unrealistic. I just don't know how it would ever get pulled off. There's so many loops you have to pull it through, but I mean, if it happened, how could you not be happy about it? Right? Like I understand the contract and everything, but we're all just playing the what if game. What if he gets hurt? What if he isn't as good next season? But what if he never gets hurt and he is as good yep. next season and the year after? Then you have the best defenseman in the league playing alongside McDavid and Drysaddle. Like, I'm kind of in the middle. If it happens, awesome. If it doesn't happen, I really don't care that much. I think it's a very fun idea. And I loved watching it at the All-Star game. And it was probably the only good thing that happened that weekend. So <laughs> I'll take it. But there is there is a lot of smoke going on. And one thing that does make me happy about it is that Ken Holland is calling. Ken Holland is trying to do something with his team to get them to the next level. And I think that's the most important thing out of all of this because everyone just keeps saying how he's going to sit on his hands. I truly do not believe that. I think Ken Holland will make a couple of moves. And if he's looking at Eric Carlson, he's probably looking at a few of his players as well. I truly do believe that Ken Holland has, you know, whenever a name pops up, he calls just to see what it is. What's the offer going to look like? What do they want? Like, I just think he's dialed in around the league and finds a way to see what it is just to see if it might be something uh, worth looking at. Um, Someone did on the YouTube chat here. uh, Why are we so bad in shootouts from some stranger? No, he said Leon is really bad in shootouts. Okay. So the, the one thing like, I noticed it. McDavid had the goal. He came down. He took the shot, right? Uh, the three other shooters to start off with Hyman, Drysdale, and Nuge all going deep. I don't know if there's anything to it, but I mean, when I see McDavid beat the goalie on a sh- with the with the shot, that's probably where I'm going. And it was a perfect play shot, but I wonder if there's any in-shootout adjustment here. Because, uh, yeah, Billy Huso was outstanding tonight. 41 saves on 45 shots. Obviously kept the Red Wings in this game, uh, but... Yeah, it's a little bit weird that the team does seem to continue to struggle in the shootout. Yeah, and like I, I don't understand like why people kind of come at dry settle for a shootout attempts either. Because who else do you really want to shoot in that spot? Leon Drysdale is one of the best snipers in the NHL, and like Patrick Kane. I'm sorry, not Patrick Kane. We're talking trades earlier to today. I, I, exactly, <laughs> foreshadowing that. Uh, Evander Kane. People always say, "Oh, Evander Kane should be in the shootout over Leon Drysdale," but what now? He's three for twenty-three in his career in the shootout, so. I don't that know. was a bad really attempt, think, too. Yeah, that was. Um, so I don't really think that's fair to come after Drysaddle for his shootouts attempts kind of thing. 
I think it's I think the shootout is an absolute crapshoot. Obviously, I think everyone has that opinion. It yes. kind of is what it is. But you look at the guys, like I wonder what Brian McLeod could do. I wonder if there's like a guy who has like less expectations to score, for example. Like I think we'll all remember forever the Linus Omar attempt. Yeah, the spinorama at uh Yeah, the fake yeah. shot smacks it in NHL debut, like Maybe that's what the Oilers need. Now, I'm not expecting everyone to come up and do that. But maybe <laughs> someone like, hey, like Warren Fogel comes up. I know he's... Let's get like, Vinny oh, in there. Might yeah. as well. Vinny, Vinny we Winnie. Winnie. So that, that's a fact. Hey, we need it for the shootout. Vinny, any in the shootout? We'll pull out a win. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we so cracked think, it. We cracked the case right there. <laughs> I think that's what they got to look at. Like, I don't know. The, I truly put no weight into the shootout at all. Like you said tonight, Zach Hyman, that was his first shootout attempt ever. Like that is absolutely insane. First of all, he's never attempted it before, but it's just like, ah, whatever. See what happens. If you win, you win. If you don't, you don't. Someone I is going Holloway. I'd like to see Holloway in that situation. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe Holloway. But the overtime, it shouldn't even be going to a shootout with the players that we have. It should be stopped before we even get there. Maybe they got to adjust well, something there. Well, especially with the speed that we have too, right? Like it's like three on three, we should be dominating, right? You have Connor McGeer on your team. That speed alone in overtime should 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 get us that win. Funny yeah. that uh, Hyman, you say first ever shoot an attempt. I mean, with the Leafs, obviously, probably Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, then maybe Hyman, but I'm I'm yeah. sure there's other guys with the Oilers, like David Drysdale, Nuge. Yeah, yeah they, they, he's been behind uh, some pretty good shooters. Uh, yeah, you guys mentioned Joe or uh, Holloway. That's Joe on Facebook says that one. Uh, Kimo says put Derek Ryan in the shootout. <laughs> uh, we also had some from McLeod. I mean, McLeod shows some skill every once in a while. Some stranger says Devin Shore would have scored in a shootout. Uh, yep, Shorezy, his yeah. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, scroll to everybody, please. And for the Derek Ryan, I think only if we're at home, because I swear, like, I think eight of his nine goals are at home. So if we're going to shoot out again at yeah. home, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Alex says, why did Hyman go back end or did Hyman go back end? I believe that's how he scored in the shootout or the penalty shot. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah. uh, maybe, maybe confident. Uh, Davin says two goals went off Broberg. What can they do? Yeah. Two bad bounces. You feel for Philip Broberg, obviously yeah. uh, kind of mark up his man and goes off him. What can you do? Uh, Holloway should be scoring every five games from spectral flop. I guess the only time or the only issue with that is sometimes he's not getting too many minutes and maybe not playing with top end talent and X rods as Eck would have won the shootout. Eric Carlson for, for now. Yeah. I just abbreviated it there. A um, couple things to look at here. Should just let you guys know. Uh, now with that tie, Edmonton is tied with Seattle for third place in the Pacific with 66 points uh, in terms of, Individual stats, Connor McDavid now up to 99 on the season. Leon Dreisettle up to 80. That's good for second in the league. Nuge jumps up to 66 and Zach Hyman at 64. Who do you guys think finishes with more points, Nuge or Hyman? Um, I think Nuge. I think Nuge will get it. I just think he can maybe grab a little bit, a few more goals, and you can guarantee Zach Hyman's probably got four or five left to get disallowed this season. So <laughs> I'll stick with Ryan Agent Hopkins to to get on the train. But I couldn't believe the the stats they popped up on the screen today for what pay, what pace uh, Zach Hyman was on, like 96 points on the year. Like just incredible what him and Nugent Hopkins have been able to do to help elevate this offense to a new level. Yeah, no, exactly. It's hard to it's hard to not pick Nuge right now because I think now after tonight he's tied for tenth in the NHL in scoring. So even though he didn't make the All Star game, he's an All Star in my heart. So 
Yep. Uh, Ewan says nude for points. And so, okay, Zach Hyman, a very good hockey player, obviously signs with the Oilers uh, career highs. And now he's on pace for 96 points. Do you think there's going to become a point where players potentially looking to cash in sign with the Oilers on one year deals, just trying to like, okay, well, if I have one good year there, maybe somebody will pay me. We see it happening in other sports, right? Where players put themselves in a good situation for one year. I wonder if we're going to start to see that effect with the Oilers where players take a discounted contracts for a chance to really put up some big numbers. Well, it's a different situation, but look at Patrick Maroon. Right. He comes mm-hmm. here, he scores 28 goals. He got paid and now look at him. Right. So a little bit of a diff- different situation, but I see where you're coming from on that. Yeah. I think, I think hopefully uh, it would be my answer. It'd be oh, nice man. to get a few of those extra bodies in here. And I mean, eventually I think the others are just going to start getting those guys who, yeah, like are looking, like looking to rebound from a bad year too. Right. Like that, those are the kind of guys I think the Oilers need to start looking at. I think Tyler Bertuzzi is a free agent at the end of this season. Right. Yes. I think, yeah. He is a very intriguing player. He's gone from I'm school. high on him. Yeah. He's got, he's, I mean, he's present on the ice. You see him every time I buy, every time I watch the Red Wings, he's very apparent yeah. that he's out there. He's got 30 goals last season. Now he has two this season. Like, He's a guy I'd kind of be looking at in the summer being like, okay, well, what are you going to do if I give you $3 million for a year or something like yeah. that, say, right, to kind of fill the question in a little bit. Like, he's kind of a guy that maybe you could get on a bit of a bargain after what he's gone through this season. Yeah, you said it right there. Like, it, like it's a buy-low situation for Tyler Bertuzzi, right? And he's obviously showed that he can score at the NHL level, so why not? Uh, Harold on Facebook says, here's a guy barely able to talk, criticizing the coach proves all you have to do is be an idiot to have a talk show. Was that, I don't know who these are referring to. I don't, did anyone uh, criticize the coach? I, Hmm. And also says oh. here, I had a guy. So Harold, you got to spell check before you hit the enter button, but yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think anyone's criticizing the coach here, but no, I'm on, I'm, I'm on team Woody from day one. Yeah. I think everyone's pretty happy with what he's done uh, since taking over, got his team to the conference final, his team's, you know, playing good hockey right now. No, no criticizing the coach here, Harold, but thank you for watching. We do take appreciate my that. And take my Darren in the show with a grain of salt. I promise I was not being serious. <laughs> oh, I just want to see him let a clapper go, like cross the blue oh, line and man. let it rip, you know, see what he yeah. can do. Uh, worked well for Ole Matt on that goal. Uh, that was a, a pretty good shot there. Uh, well, let's talk about Vinny Darnay. He obviously didn't play in this game tonight, uh, has the sickness, not good to go. So with that, the Oilers go 12 and six instead of 11 and seven. I saw on social media, a lot of people not exactly thrilled with that one, but what can you do? That was the hand that was dealt to them tonight. Uh, what do you guys think about the Oilers 12 and six versus 11 and seven? Does it make that big of a difference? I actually think it it makes a really big difference, which is so strange because I'd honestly never heard of anybody playing 11 and 7 until Jay Woodcroft came to the Oilers. And now all of a sudden, I just think about it all the time every time other teams are doing it. Like, I'm so shocked this isn't something every NHL team tries to do. Maybe they do, and I'm just blind to it all. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different because now you don't see McDavid and Dryside all together as much. Like, like we did see a little bit where Derek Ryan was with McDavid a little bit more often than maybe that's just rotating McDavid through lines, but I do like it. And I, I think he always missed Vincent Dayane a little bit tonight too. Like his presence is uh, like physically is something he's like tough out there. 
he can shoot from his office and it'll take like it's like a little pinball when it goes through that it just hits everything that moves and ends up in the back of the net so i love what vincent dehane has done to this team i love how he allows jay woodcroft to adapt in multiple ways with the forward group like he has just been massive for this club and a perfect time too yeah, I mean, and I love the eleven-seven. Like you, like you said, obviously you have that option to to rotate McDavid and Drysdale throughout the lineup, get them a little more ice time, and you know Vincent Dearnay on the penalty kill, having that whatever his reach is, I don't know what it is, like ten feet to get in the way of passing lanes. I think that's obviously nice to have as well. You miss out on that one for sure. Um, now, th- here's something for you guys, and maybe I'll get burned at the stake for this one. But do you ever think that McDavid maybe needs to take a little more look at shooting the puck? Uh, Three on two, he had an opportunity when the game was three, two and he's breaking in. I believe it was a two on one and he looks to make the pass. Now just going to bring up the statistics here. So I'm a hundred percent correct, but when it comes to goals, Connor McDavid is 42. He's been the best goal scorer in the NHL. Do you guys ever have those moments when you're watching like, and, and I know he's such an, he's the best playmaker in the NHL. But when he has an opportunity to shoot, a lot of times I'm like, just take it, man. Like you have a great shot. Just do it. Maybe I'm out to lunch here. What do you guys think? No, no, you're, you're definitely not Connor. I think on like two, three occasions today, I found myself yelling to TV, like, like shoot the puck in that situation. And we've seen that he could pick corners. What? He went eight for eight. I know it's different. It is a skills competition, the all-star game, but man, the guy's lethal shooting the puck. Right. And he puts himself in the situations with how fast he is and with just with his IQ altogether. So yeah, hundred percent. I want to see him shoot the puck a little bit more. Do you know what? I I know those moments you're thinking of and I I agree, but I I would love to see him shoot more on the power play. There's a couple of times when he's kind of been in that spot and the one time is like available for him to hit, but he like doesn't trust himself. It feels like to rip it and he can shoot the puck. Like you said, he has 42 goals this season. And when he's in that dry saddle spot, there was one point tonight, I think he might've been in the third period on that power play at the end there where he had the chance and the, the net was wide open and he, he kind of hesitated on it. And then he went to pass. And I think the puck ended up out of the zone, but sometimes I find that's just a problem with his team in general, where they don't want to shoot the puck and they want that extra pass to be pretty. It's like, sometimes you just got to rip it on that and it'll something will happen. Something will happen. That's, that's why Vinny's so effective from his office. Like I just said, he <laughs> literally shoots the puck and something happens. So they got to, they got to take the Vinny approach. Well, and I mean, like you, you look at obviously his goal in the shootout, beautiful, but yeah. aren't in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Right there. Now we should, we should always say this with a grain of salt. Like we're sitting in our living rooms talking about the game he's playing it. It happens a lot faster and he had eight shots tonight. So, I mean, he was firing the biscuit, but (laughs) it just maybe times where it's like, man, you got to realize how good you are. Just take the shot because you are that good. And you know what? We're not being uh, met with too much resistance here on the chat. A lot of people saying we need five plus shots a game minimum. Yeah, well, he got eight tonight. So hopefully you went to Betway and you threw a couple bucks down. I think the line was three and a half shots for McDavid. Um, take the over and continue to do so. Uh, Gavin, I, I know yesterday you had the video for Betway. Did you do any uh, anything today? Any any videos or recommendations you had? Yes, I went two for two yesterday and then I followed it up with an over two today. Uh, I went Oilers puck line. <laughs> Obviously that didn't, that didn't happen. And then my other one was Nuge on the power, uh, Nuge power play point. So I didn't get that one either, but. I- Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I got it tomorrow. William, how about you? Did you go ahead to bet way before the game? I did, uh, I did my bet way bets today uh, with Tyler and Jay. Jay was 0-4 heading into the <laughs> into the game. So I, I can't remember. He blamed it on his profile picture too. That's he actually, you know what? He went 0-5 because he bet on the Oilers to win and over six and a half goals combined. So <laughs> yeah, that one didn't go as well. But I just went with the, uh, I think I went Oilers win and McDavid goal, I think is what I did. And maybe the over as well. So did not, that obviously missed because the Oilers didn't win. So yeah, I think all three of us missed today. And then you're also talking, you were going to sprinkle some on McDavid, three plus points because he thought he was going to hit 100 tonight. Oh, he was close. Yes. He was close, one away. Son of a gun. Maybe next time. Uh, that, that would have been one you were confident in going into the overtime period as well. Like that, you just oh, yeah. assume they'll find a way to get it done. So Betway, 19 plus. And because sometimes we go over two or over four, do so responsibly. There's the advice right there. Uh, lots of text or not text messages coming in here on YouTube. Uh, we got one here uh, from Gorgeous George. Yep, PK suffered without Vinny D. 100%. Uh, Rusty, the reckless optimist. He's here, you guys. It took him a little while. I made an appearance. He's here. A tough game by points in 12 of 13. Tampa just lost to Arizona in the shootout. Take a point and get ready for the Rangers on Friday. Let's go Oilers. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe that. I looked at NHL.com and saw the Lightning and Coyotes scoreless going into overtime. Now, Coyotes get the win. Did you guys see the, was it Connor? Oh, Ingram. Connor Ingram? Well, Connor Ingram, yeah. He had uh, like the massive, was it 45 saves tonight against uh, Tampa? And then, I'm just going to find the quote here. Sorry, Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller, that was it, yeah. His, uh, we got a good burst of energy there over the break, he said, then laughed. I'm sure the GM's not too happy about it. Oh, Obviously, yeah. shot at Armstrong in their <laughs> uh, plans to tank for Connor Bedard. So, yeah, I like that uh, little sass there from Clayton Keller. Yeah, nice Wait. nice for the Oilers not to be in that tank mode right now. Oh, yeah. The, the Yotes now have points to seven straight. They are... I, oh, you know what? I, I think about this a lot. And when two things, one, there's never an easy game in the NHL. So when people rip on the Oilers for losing against easy opponents, 
they got to beat somebody. It happens to every, literally every single team in the NHL loses to a bad team. Uh, also, Detroit isn't that bad of a team, which a lot of people want to throw out there. They're, I think they, they're like four points out of a playoff spot. Well, now. and they're and now they're seven and three in their last ten, right? And they're a good hockey yeah. team, right? Like, exactly. Like, there's a lot of things that go into it. And the other thing too, which I have, like, obviously, if you're a bad team, you want the first overall pick and you want your best chances. You also have to go to the lottery, and that determines it all. But sometimes rebuilding, you need a positive environment for these players to come into. The Oilers saw it for so long with all their first round picks where, first overall picks, sorry, where they would come into this environment and it was so dull because all it knew was a losing culture. Where now, if you look at Arizona, I don't know where they are in the standings, probably really close to the bottom. Fourth whatever last, it is. Fourth, fourth last. Fourth There you go. But at least they've got some momentum now going forward. So then when guys like Dylan Gunther come back in next season, uh, Cooley, like whoever else they get, right? At least it's something to build upon at this point. So yeah, he's... Finishing last isn't always a, a positive thing by any means because you get that first pick. Well, uh, just remember Austin Matthews will be there in a few years and the, yeah. the Coyotes are turning things around because players always want to play in their hometown. If uh, yep. the Leafs have taught us anything, that's what's going to happen. Just um, like <laughs> just like Yeah, just like right. Stamkos. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the Florida resident. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad says, damn, didn't think he had eight tonight. Thanks for that. Yeah, I mean, I think McDavid had four early in the third period, midway through the third, and then that overtime period obviously is always going to help. But yeah, I finished with eight shots on the night. Um, big thank you. I, we read Rusty's text. Yeah, always good for to have Rusty chime in because he brings kind of that stability, and it's not as as doom and gloom. Rusty helps you find that, that zen spot. So mm-hmm. uh, good for that one. If you are watching on the YouTube channel, make sure you hit the like button. Also on Facebook. I, I don't know what the equivalent is. Is there? There's a like button there on Facebook, so I, hit I that one. The star button. Tyler star? star something the other day. I don't know what it or, means. We'll, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with the star button. Yeah, hit the star hit button star, if you're there. Hit it. Quincy, Ron, Harold, Joe, Dwayne, Mike, Bassam, all you guys. Mark, hit that like button. Uh, Ron says time to start up. Oh, he just got another one. Peter jumps in. Okay. Ron, time to forget about the winning streak. Start talking about winning one out of four games versus the basement of the league. Gross. And that that seems to be a problem, maybe for the Oilers, you know, playing to their opponent's level. I think, you know, when you have McDavid and Drysdale, you're always going to get the attention of every team. And they're, wanting, they're going to want to show up and have a good performance. But, I mean, we're going to find out in these next two games. you got the Rangers yeah. on Friday, and then it's the Colorado Avalanche, I believe. So we're, we're going to see. I mean, the Oilers are going to get tested in the next couple games here. Yeah, the Avs on Sunday, nice early 1 o'clock start, and the Rangers on Friday, 7 o'clock. Uh, you guys think they elevate their game in these ones and try to, to play up to their opponent's level? I think they'll be fine as long as they can sharpen things up in their own zone a little bit. Like tonight, like we said, they got a couple of bad bounces. The one that goes in off Broberg straight off his back and through Campbell. That one's not great. And then the penalty kill too. I think it's just I think it'll get better for them. Going forward, I would like to see more from Drysidle and maybe even Evander Kane to that point too. I think those two guys maybe need to step up a little bit, but also to defend them too. Like they both missed practice this week. I believe Kane was an illness. So clearly something's going through the team at the moment. 
And then also, yep. I think they said upper body injury for Leon Dreisaitl too. So yeah, like a nagging upper body injury. Yeah, right. and you know what? If I'm the others, I I would evaluate that and think, okay, do we need to? Does this guy need to play tonight? As in tonight that just happened? Like, should we just rest him for the Rangers Colorado game? But Dreisaitl is not the type of player that's just going to sit on the sidelines if he no. doesn't have to. So. It is what it is, but I think the others will be fine against the Rangers and Colorado. I think they, I think they all were always a good performance against Colorado, to be honest. Uh, on YouTube, Ewan says Rusty is the heart and soul of the chat. Doctor Gunn, so <laughs> the reckless optimist, the savior. Yep, for sure. Doctor Gunn also says sixty people in the chat. We got to hit thirty likes. Yeah, let's make sure we hit thirty and let's aim a little higher. Uh, Brad says I'm usually a podcast guy, so this is kind of cool to be in the chats. Austin says, yeah, it's nice to talk to the live with the boys. And Tyson says, it's a good community here in the Oilers Nation. Yes, all you guys, thank you. We do appreciate you chiming in here. Uh, We love your thoughts and feedback. And uh, again, hit that like button. I I joked earlier, I want people to search Oilers Connor, and I want this thing to pop up like that. (laughs) I don't know if that would actually ever work, but um, yeah, McDavid's stealing all that that stuff right there. We got to get in there. Um, Yeah, lots going on here. So, do you guys think Jacob Chikrin is done with the Oilers? Like, are those rumors out the window? Do you think it's just a matter of time before Chikrin ends up with the LA Kings? I, yeah, like, I, I, oh man, that's a tough one for, I don't think Chikrin's coming here knowing, like another team to keep an eye on too that I've been hearing too is Columbus as well. Really? Yeah. yeah. Columbus is very interesting because they were not supposed to be bad this season, but the rumor was that, Columbus trades Gavrikov and with those assets and then acquired Jacob Chikrin and next season when they have a healthy roster with Warensky back, uh, or what's his name? Jacob Voracek is back too. And just the guys all around like a drill, right? Whoever else they have. And that'll be a much better team in the, in the Eastern conference. So this is an interesting one, but the Chikrin to the Oilers, I don't see it happening here. I think it's interesting because you look at what, LA was supposedly sorry what Arizona supposedly wanted from LA was Quinton Byfield or Brent Clark well the Oilers don't have either of those guys they might have a Brent Clark and Dylan Holloway but I don't think the Oilers would want to uh, sorry uh, Quinton Byfield and Dylan Holloway but I don't think the Oilers would want to move that for for him because Holloway is going to be a big part of his future and Chikrin yes I think he would make the team better but I don't know. The value is just seems seems wild to me with everything considered. Like they're not even playing him at the moment because of this trade. So clearly, whatever they had done didn't or isn't going to happen at the moment. I just think it's a very intriguing deal. Like, what if he's there on, like, after the deadline? They're obviously going to play him again, right? Like it's just <laughs> so yeah. strange. Uh, just seeing here and now, uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman of the Athletics saying. And this comes from Jay Woodcroft. Vinny Darney showed up at the rink, wasn't feeling well. So last minute scratch, mm. uh, maybe tried to gut it out. But yeah, as, as we've alluded to, there is something going around that room. I don't think of, I had like a 24 hour flu uh, yesterday. I'm not envious of what this team's going through, man. Like I was on the couch with a heated blanket and like five blankets on top of me, just could not get warm. It was not a fun uh, Tuesday for me. So yeah, hopefully uh, that'll pass through the room sooner than later. Um, Just looking at the standings here. So right now the Oilers are in the number one wild card spot. If the season were to end today, that's a matchup with Vegas, but there's still uh, 27 games left in the Oilers schedule. Uh, the Kraken hold down the third spot, 66 points. The Kings, 67. 
if I mean, we're we're not even going to rule out that first place spot yet, are we? Like the Vegas, Gold, no, Vegas no. Golden Knights, the goaltending concerns there. Uh, the Kings, who knows? Maybe they go aggressive at the deadline and bring some pieces in in Seattle. It seems like we're always just like, when will they start to drop off? Um, still, I think a lot of reason for Oilers fans to be optimistic that they can lock down that number one spot in the Pacific. Yeah, I think I think it's right there for them to take. I think with everything, like, but the big thing is, oh, they got to win these next two games or show that they can beat good teams. And then I think it's right there for the taking for them. But they've got a lot of games left against divisional opponents, which are going to be crucial. I think they play LA one more time, maybe, and then they play Vegas a, a twice. I think they have one more game, maybe, against Seattle. And then they've got a bunch against San Jose. And uh, what's the other bad team in our division? Anaheim. That's the one. So win those games you might have a chance but I, I think the top three is 100% where the Oilers need to be aiming at least and then if you get in there then maybe you go get the top spot a lot of people were saying like do the Oilers want it like what if Colorado gets there into a wild card spot you can't think like that and they <laughs> we'd have to beat them anyways most likely though you know what I mean like exactly if you no, want to win the top you got to be the best that's what yep. it is if you want to be the best you got to beat the best so it doesn't matter who you play in the first round and you know what like Toronto Maple Leafs play Tampa Bay or Boston every single year in the first round. I'm sure they want easier opponents too, but it's the NHL playoffs, so you got to win them. Uh, Steven says, two days ago, everyone was saying Chicken to LA was pretty much done, but it ha- hasn't happened yet. So dot, 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 dot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. I feel like if you're Jacob Chikrin, at some point you're going to say, let's make this happen or get me back out there because I don't want to sit in the press Man. box. Uh, Gorgeous George asked the question. I was going to get to it. Let's get to it now. Who starts on Friday, soup or stew? Uh, what do you think, Liam? Uh, do you know, I probably go back to Campbell. I think Campbell is the star on this team at the moment, if you can really determine one between the two. But he he had a bad first period, I think it's fair to say, but then bounced back reasonably well in the back 40. He made that huge save in the uh, in the third period. That was on, well, that was on Bertuzzi, I think it was, actually. So, yeah, like I think Campbell is just a hot goalie right now. You're playing a New York Rangers team that just got Tarasenko for a bag of pucks. So, yeah. I would go with I would go with Campbell. Yeah, I, I'm with you too, Liam. I'd go back to Campbell here. Um, you said it yourself. Uh, he is our starter, and he's eight one and one now in his last ten starts. So he is our number one. So yeah, I'd ride with uh, Campbell ahead again. Yeah, you mentioned that save on Bertuzzi. The game was four four. That was a massive save in the hockey game. And then oh, we man. talked about it earlier on. But he also had a big save on Sunquist when it was three two. So you know, although there were some softies in that game, uh, Jack Campbell, when when needed. Uh, made some absolutely massive saves uh, for this Oilers team here. And earlier in the year, he'd throw into the towel too. Like if he gave up like those easier goals early on in the game, he would have made those key saves later on in the game too. So that's something too. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I mean, you want your goalie at its best when the game is tight. Yeah, and uh, Campbell certainly, certainly was doing that. Uh, you guys noticed that the Red Wings had seven shots in every period. <laughs> I, I did not. I'm just glad it's not six. <laughs> the, yeah that would be an, a bad sign um the oilers on the other hand had 10 16 and 17 so you know villy huso wasn't given a star tonight that's hmm. wild to me who got who it i didn't see it was a uh, nuge larkin yeah. and mcdavid Hmm. I think when a goalie makes as many saves as he does, you've probably oh, got to give him one and three in the shootout as well. I was just so. going to say even him in the shootout too. So yeah, I probably would have given him one as well. Maybe, maybe a little biased in Edmonton. Who knows? 
who knows uh on the youtube chat uh f that's a great name f <laughs> i'm gonna go stew now austin stew uh you and says we'll give stew a chance so it seems like a lot of people going with stew you guys go with, go with campbell i, w- I was kind of leading skinner just to give him a shot but that's i fair. hearing from you both kind of swayed me back to Campbell. maybe given that opportunity um uh, I'm comfortable we'll with both. So either way we go, I'm good with. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of been the case for a while now. Either way, both goalies are giving you a chance to win. Uh, Brad says, imagine the shenanigans if the real life podcast had a live chat. Uh, you guys oh, are in man. the office with them. Uh, <laughs> just proud of a point here. It would be uh, not good for the internet. I don't know if it would be <laughs> internet proof for some of that stuff, especially if Wanya gets a hold of some of it. You yeah. Could, uh, he could run with it for sure, but I would love to see those. They actually, you know what? They did do a live stream once, and it was it was a lot of fun. So I know there's been talk about that maybe happening again. So who knows? That one they maybe. did one at Montana's there. The what? Which one? Sorry. Oh, the, when they had no, at Montana's. No, it was against the Dallas Stars at the office last season. I oh, think it man. was like last November, October, and yeah, the whole gang was there, and they uh, they went live, and I think the others lost like. Four one or something like that. So it was a bit of a deflated stream. So <laughs> you know, maybe next time we'll figure it out. But yeah, they got. I actually, I have a question for you guys. So Kylie Yamamoto has got to come off the LTIR at some point here. <laughs> it has got to happen. What are they doing? Like, what? Is, what is the next move for the Oilers? Do you think it's Puljavi? Do you think it's Fogel? Do you think it's like being waived? Do you think it's a trade? Like. What are you expecting to happen? Because I, I think this goes down tomorrow. This has to go down tomorrow. Otherwise, Yamamoto's not back till next week. Personally, I, I think it's Yasapuliarvi. Uh good to see him out there. Just watching him. It it just doesn't seem like it's all clicking. Even, you know, some of the shot selections he takes, it's and and you know, I'm gonna contradict myself here because like I'm pretty sure I said the Red Wings, you know, putting pucks on net was a good thing for them. But there's times he just throws it on net and it's just like there's no hope. That's not gonna beat an NHL goalie. So I I don't like to see it because I, I really root for the guy, but I think it's yes a Pulley Yeah, like it, it has to be Pulley right? But I'll ask you guys. Do you think it's a deal or do you just think we send him down and put him through waivers? I think they'll put him through waivers and then hope no one claims him and then maybe trade him from there. I do think he does hold a little bit more value if he gets through tra- in, through the waivers for for a team because then similar to Clem Costin, when the others got him, he can start in wherever they want him to play, whatever their American League team is, rather than have to sign him in the NHL and then try and put him through waivers yourself and potentially lose him. So I do think if the others put him through, it would clear. And then from there, they would trade him to wherever that may be. I have to ask you guys this one. (laughs) Well, first off, are you guys Simpsons fans at all? Uh, I'm I'm familiar with the program. (laughs) <laughs> Have you ever the, the one yeah. where they go to New York and Bart goes to Mad Magazine's office? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, I remember that. No, I don't know that. Yeah. One. So basically, it's, it seems boring, but then they open up the door and there's all these shenanigans going on in the office. the The chat just leaves me because they're talking about you know people would they're talking about oily fans and how you know X rated that could get. What is Oilers Nation the office like? on a day-to-day basis because I, I went in, I've only been there once. I had to pick up 
the flag yeah, you, you see behind flag, me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to meet everyone, but there were so many people and it was like, it, it was very quick and everyone was working very hard. But what's it like there day to day? Gavin, you're there every day and you're new to it all. Yeah. I'll let you take the question first. What what has it been like for you your first couple of months experience-wise, I guess? Yeah, um, I guess like no day is the same, I guess is like kind of the way I'll put it. Um, you know, one day you'll have Waz making five TikToks and, and like just doing his thing, walking around. And the thing about Waz too, he doesn't sit down and do his work. He'll literally walk around the whole office and he'll just, and then I'll notice he's over my shoulder just watching what I'm doing. I'm like, whoa. So there's that. Um, no, but like seriously, and then most of the time, like everyone's just doing their own work, kind of keeping to themselves. But no, it's it's an awesome environment. It can be a little chaotic sometimes. I think when the fun and games begin, they are hard to to stop. I guess is a yes. good way to put it. There's definitely a lot of people in that office that like to have a lot of fun, and including myself. I like to think <laughs> I go in there and maybe cause a little bit of a ruckus from day to day and it's good. I think the best part about Oilers Nation at headquarters is everybody has a personality and nobody's afraid to to show it off. The other day, I I it was all quiet and I just yelled across the room. Was but they were on a halftime show on. That's yeah. They were on a halftime show on and we watched. And then everyone left. And then I was just left at the office by myself. And I have Rihanna <laughs> playing. And then right after that, Miley Cyrus comes on with her new music video. So hit wild. after hit. <laughs> it's good we have a lot of fun there was the one the other day of when i, I dressed tyler up as snoopy oh, and then we cool. got him on the live show that was really funny just the kind of shenanigans beforehand and then yeah guys like coom zach whoever it may be there's a there's a lot of fun stuff going on there yeah alex says we need oily fans merch uh tarps off for the nude liam eat a banana pour it on yeah I don't know. The people want to watch you eat a banana. That's where we're transitioning into some weird stuff here. Um, <laughs> we got to like turn your mic up for this one. There you go. This is the first time I've ate a banana live. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get that anywhere other than Oilers Nation after dark. Um, <laughs> Oilers fans. I mean, that's hilarious. That's clever. I mean, you guys got to talk to the good. the people who do the merch and and make something happen. Some sort of subscription service we can you know sell for more stuff. It'll literally be like Tyler going live from his bed, Liam eating bananas. I don't know what else would go along with it, but there's something there. Yeah, well, even like Bagmouth today was in the chat for the uh, Weather's Nation every day, and he was saying that how Tyler's going to get a t- calendar going for the next year, so his own calendar. Mm. <laughs> what if uh, Bag Milk on Oily fans? You saw his face. That would cost a lot of money. That would, yeah, <laughs> that'd be like the premium, premium edition. <laughs> that would, <laughs> yeah, you you got you got to pay a lot. That's like, if you ask how much you can't afford it, that's how much that's going to cost you. Um, guys, uh, we'll probably wrap this one up in a couple of minutes here. Uh, looking ahead to Friday, uh, should be a fun one. Oilers taking on the New York Rangers. I believe the Rangers beat the Vancouver Canucks tonight. At, I want to say six, four, but I cannot confirm that as a yeah six, four. Um, I believe a seven o'clock start down at the ice district. Uh, what do you guys think in terms of predictions? Uh, Liam, we'll start with you. For the Rangers game? Was it sorry? Yes, I, was, sir. I was concentrating, kind of get that last <laughs> piece of banana down my throat. So <laughs> don't clip that. <laughs> the Rangers game. I think the Oilers will win. I really do. I, th- I think it'll be a very close, fun game, maybe back and forth. But for the last 
10, 15 minutes or so, I could see the Oilers really pumping up the Jets. The Rogers plays, getting everybody going in that rink, and the Oilers pushing for it. And Connor McDavid will hit point one oh one in that game. That's what I'll go with. I think McDavid will one hundred percent. He'll get the hundredth point in the next game. I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll bag a couple of goals with it too. What do you think, Gavin? Yeah, I, I think we pulled the win as well. Um, I think it's going to kind of. So we beat them 4-3 back in November. I think it's going to kind of be the similar story. I agree. I think McDavid will definitely hit 100. I'm going to go 102. And uh, yeah, I think we pulled a, let's go 5-2 victory. Oh, 5-2. I like that. Uh, I'm going to say 3-2. I think the Oilers, there's going to be a focus on locking it down defensively. They're just giving up too many opportunities. We saw it against Montreal. We saw it tonight. Uh Shut it down offensively and at the same time fix up that PK. Clean that yeah, up. I think the Oilers can get back on the winning side of things. Also should mention, because I hear it's a rumor, Liam, maybe you can uh, give us some input into this one. But I've heard there's a couple spots open for the Oilers uh, Nation Vacation, March mm-hmm. 10th to 12th. You can see the Oilers Leafs staying at the Royal York Hotel. NationGear.ca is where you can go if you're wanting to go on that one. Um, yep. An experience yep. powered by AMA Travel. There might be a couple spots open. So uh, have you heard that rumor? Uh, Is that true? The rumors are true. There is very limited. There is less than five, but more than zero. So somewhere in there is what's available last time I heard. But the nation vacations are fantastic. We just went to Vegas, whatever that was, a couple of months ago. Maybe it was oh about a month ago, actually. Yeah, almost exactly. So much fun. And AMA Travel made it. Perfect. It, everything you needed on that trip, they provided for you, and it was a very easy trip to just go through. So I think this one is a it's a little bit different. It's going to be bad and bougie, as I like to call it, instead of bougie. But it'll be it'll be a good one if you if you're looking for a nice trip to Toronto. I think this is the one you got to hit up. I mentioned it'd be like a classy affair compared to Vegas, and uh, Jay was on, and he was like, "Well, you know, it's like food and drinks in in the suite, so it might not be." And on paper, it will be. Right. On paper, <laughs> but it's not. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I've heard what about. Oh, I heard about what happened last time. You guys went out to Toronto and uh, heard it was a pretty good time, like after dark. Yeah, man. <laughs> Words shall not be spoken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tyson says four nothing first shutout of the season. That's what I like to hear. Austin says Oilers will go down early. Storm all the way back. There will be a McDavid or a McD goal two point oh. Vinny take Truba and proceeds to bane him figuratively or literally from Ewan and uh, Brad Bay. Don't clip that classic <laughs> line from Liam after finishing uh, his banana. Okay. Well, yeah, that's going to do it for us here on the show. Uh, I love that the streak continues still. Nobody has predicted an Oilers loss when we do our predictions at the end. So Never. we just, Expect them to win every single game. Yeah. Uh, big thank you to Cornerstone Insurance. Go to cornerstoneins.ca slash nation. Get an online tenant or condo insurance quote. And make sure you use a code NATION for an exclusive rate. Betway, if you want to have some fun. Uh, I know you guys uh, share your bets online on Twitter. So uh, people can check those out as well. 19 plus bet responsibly with Betway. And of course, AMA Travels. We just talked about the nation vacation. Less than five spots available, but more than zero. Uh, AMA Travel. Shout out to them. And uh, shout out to everyone for tuning in tonight. The people who hung around on YouTube, Tyson Austin. Oh, Liam, you're in there. I see you. I'm here. I'm playing Gorgeous. along. 
<laughs> Gorgeous George, Stephen, Ewan, uh, Dr. Gonzo is always here, Alex, everyone. Rusty the Reckless Optimist, if I missed you, I'm sorry. Thank you for tuning in tonight. And uh, again, thank you to Gavin. Thank you, Liam. Appreciate you guys coming on here tonight and uh, getting in the conversation. We will talk to you guys Friday after the Oilers hopefully beat the New York Rangers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 